0: many many wealthy men but here's the problem he's an anonymous rich man that lived for that with no regard to God almighty he didn't need God he didn't need anything God had so we see the splendor of the rich man but then, notice me, we see the suffering of the poor man. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. Get back in the car with me. Let's go back on our trip. We go and we ride, as we go down this winding road, and we, we immediately were spellbound by this beautiful mansion and a golden gate but then our eyes caught by a figure of a man laying beside the gate he's very tanned a dark brown from being late in the sun every day he's frail very apparent he doesn't, hasn't eaten much we notice a strange sight dogs seem to be licking his wounds and his sores on his body that catches our attention and we wonder who is this feller, and why is he sitting there Well, he's sitting there because the rich man had many parties at his house. He had people over all the time. Coach, what's worth, what's wealth worth if you can't flaunt it? So he had people at his house all the time. He was, he was, uh, entertaining all the time. What better place? for a beggar to sit than beside the gate of a rich man. If you and I seen this, immediately our mind would say, and if I were to say, which place would you rather be? Immediately we would say, well, listen, I, I think I prefer that. Because of the great contrast of their life. And we look at the beggar named Lazarus. And a lot of times where we puzzle because apparently Lazarus was introduced to Jesus somewhere. The Bible doesn't tell us where. Perhaps he had run across Jesus. Perhaps he'd heard about Jesus. We know he believed in Jesus. And somehow or another, we look at this and we say, that don't seem right. That don't seem fair. Have you ever wondered why people that serve God all their life and seemingly they get sick or have cancer or have a disease and no wonder why that don't seem fair? That don't seem right. That don't seem just. But hang on. The story's not over yet. The story's not over. We see a great contrast in life on this side of eternity. And I must confess, this side of eternity, a lot of times, life is very confusing doesn't make sense. I've watched these stars and I don't know if you've ever looked at some of them's houses and they live in these mansions and hate God and anti-God and don't care don't, don't, don't care less about God and you sometimes wonder how does this make sense? How's it all make sense? But that's not the rest of the story. We find... A great contrast. Lamentations 3.22 It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because His compassions fail not. There are new every morning great is our faithfulness. And the Bible says in Lazarus every day desire to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the Rich man's table. Now when we think about crumbs, we think about small morsels of bread. That wasn't the case in that day. They did not have napkins in that day. And what they would do, they would take bread and they would wipe their hands and use bread as a napkin. It was called the crumbs. And when they got done wiping their hands, they would throw, the, throw it out. And many of the beggars of that day would go by and pick up that piece of bread. Listen. Listen. The beggar's talking. Sir. Sir could ye I pray throw me a crumb today because he knew the eat that day and no doubt the rich man coming home neither of his friends getting ready to go to the mansion would wipe their hands They would hold it till they got by the beggar. Throw him at him. There. Get you food. Don't bother us no more. And I see him as he would grab that, knowing that may be all he got today. There are people living that way today. God help us. God help us to be thankful. About 90% of you young people need to go home and thank your parents for what they provide for you. You've surely grumbled enough. Thank God for what He's given to us. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.8, Having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Praise God, we Want to be content. Amen. Then the dogs would come. We don't know where they would just... Regular dogs or whatever, but they would lick His wounds... Doctors tell me that it had a medicinal effect, that it would help heal. It surely brought comfort to the rich man laying beside the gate, named Lazarus. It surely brought comfort. Isn't it amazing? God sent nurse attendants to offer relief from pain and his discomfort. See, the rich man here is not... The rich man is not guilty because he's rich. You're missing it if you think it's because you're rich. No, it's because he has no regard to who God is. And he's not showing any mercy and no compassion. We find contrast number one. Contrast number one. I see a contrast in life. But then something happens. Something happens. I see a contrast in death. And the Bible says, and it came to pass. Hey, time out. Time out. It's going to come to pass for you as well. It's going to come to pass for me as well. It's a point that men man wants to die, then the judgment. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels in Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Again, let's get let's go on this trip again. We come around this road and we've seen the mansion before, but this time there's something different. There's a line of traffic heading up to the mansion. The gates are flung wide open. And carriages are lined up down the road. On the side of the road, they got funeral signs out. Slow down, you chariot. There's a funeral up ahead. And I see the chariots as they wind up around the road in front of the mansion. I see the man as he has been embalmed and done whatever they need to do then. And no doubt they're going to have a parade for this man. Everybody's there. I mean, they brought in food and everybody's going about their own thing. They hired thousands of morning. You could hear the mourning and crying. Oh, the... He's dead. All over the hillside. They would hire mourners to mourn his death. Sad when you hire mourners to mourn your death. It's sad. I did a funeral once and it was about two or three there. I've done many, many others, but that one sticks out. And I thought, how sad to live and die and never make a difference. But I see them; there are hundreds of people gathering around, and they take them after they do all the parading. They take him and put him in a hole and bury him, and they erect a monument that's bigger and larger than anything else in the cemetery. Woo! It's it's enormous and beautiful. Sir, sir, sir. I, I didn't know if you knew it. But, but who's in charge? Well, go, go ask one of his brothers. Sir, I, I didn't know if you knew it. But you know that beggar that's, that's been laying down at the gate? He didn't holler nothing today. He didn't beg for a, a crumb. Sir, I, I don't think he's alive. And we don't do something. And this house son, he's going to start stinking. You don't want that and all the guests that's coming, do you? Call for a couple of servants. Take a little wagon down there. Pick that beggar up. Got no family. He's poor. Worthless. Just take him and throw him on the garbage heap. Where well, they burned trash. Let the fire then never stopped burning. Just burn him up. But what ain't to get him out of our way? What a contrast. What a contrast. God, I hope I can get through this. They treated his body like garbage. There's a God in heaven that said, listen, hey, I want you and you, come here. One of my servants, one of my youngins, is about to take his last breath. And they're going to treat his body like garbage. But you go pick your soul up. And you bring him over into paradise. Yeah. You watch him. I want nothing to happen to him. And in a moment, in a split second, while they're, while they're singing, while they're, while they're mourning, while they're having a funeral, in hell, the rich man lifted his eyes. Been in torment. He's in torment. Don't miss it. He's in torment. While angels pick that old beggar up, carry him right over in Abraham's, which was paradise in that day. And I'll explain that in just a minute. Let me just explain now. Before Jesus died and rose again. Paradise and hell was in the heart of the earth. And there's a great God that parted the two. And whenever the Old Testament saints went into paradise, that's what Jesus said to that thief on the cross, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He's talking about in the heart of the earth where the the old thief said, Remember me, Jesus, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He's talking about that part in the heart of the earth that was called Abraham's bosom. That's where they carted this poor beggar. He's being comforted now. Contrast in life. And a contrast in death. I want you to notice something with me. Don't know if you noticed this. There's one verse, 19, talking about the rich man when he lived this life, there's two about the poor man, the beggar, as he lived this life, verse 20 and 21 the emphasis on this life was about the beggar and the poor man. And death, in death, we'll find all of a sudden there's just one verse for both of them. But then, certainly, certainly, a contrast in Eternity. Number three, a contrast in eternity. Now, the beggar was the emphasis in this life. Can I say this? The beggar is still the emphasis in eternity. But he ain't the same beggar. He ain't the same beggar. The roads have changed. The roads have turned. In eternity. You remember when I said, In life we don't understand about a lot of things. We don't understand sickness and heartache at times. But I said that ain't the rest of the story. Because... In eternity, in eternity, the rose change. Right. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. The rose change. And in hell, he lifts up his eyes, being in torments. Sith Abraham a fall, of, and Lazarus his bosom. Boy, the when the beggar Lazarus died, oh, I need to tell you something. When Lazarus, the beggar, died, he lost that title of being the beggar. Amen. You'll never find him called the beggar again. Amen. Never. Hallelujah. Amen. I praise God. He's begging now. His title of beggar changed. He's called Lazarus from that point on. So Lazarus, his name Abraham's been but, but notice, now the rich man, number A, has become the beggar. And he cried. Now listen, that word cry does not mean he's not whimpering. He's not just silently weeping. No. That word cries, Abraham! He's crying with everything within him. He's begging. He cried, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, they may dip his tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Mr. Richman, by all accounts, you never had mercy. By all accounts, you live for yourself. By all accounts, you live for another dollar. By all accounts, you live for something else to put in the house. By all accounts, you live for another party, another good time. By all accounts, you never showed mercy. And now, you're begging for mercy. And all this wealth, I told you, His wealth would have been beyond imagination. But in eternity, if you're lost and undone without God, your wealth won't buy you a drop of water. That won't buy you a drop of water. Don't you pay attention? Here's what he's trying to buy. Are you not watching? I can't even get to walk. One. That's it. That's it. All his wealth, all his wealth could not buy him one drop of water. He's a beggar now. Notice. And a beggar. Lazarus, which is not beggar now. Bible says, Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. Likewise, Lazarus, evil things. I saw something there I'd never seen. I'd never seen. Where did the evil things come from? Where did the evil things come from? If he's laid at the gate of the rich man every day, then you've got to assume the evil things come from the rich man. I wonder if he taunted him. Want that crumb of bread today? Want it? I ain't going to give it. Go hungry. Did he make fun of him? Did he prod him? We don't know. But likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now, he is comforted, and thou art tormented. You understand the contrast. Now the roles have turned, and the Lazarus is being comforted. And the rich man has been tormented. Because you see, understand this. Death doesn't destroy everything. Number A, death does not destroy consciousness. Are you listening? Both men knew exactly where they were going or what was going on around them. Boy, it's puts a death blow to soul sleep because I'm telling you, they do. B, death does not destroy identity. Both bodies were dead, but both men knew who was and who the other was. The rich man called Lazarus by name. He called him by name. Death does not destroy identity. Death does not destroy memory. But Abraham said, Son, remember. Don't miss his. Don't miss his. One of the horrors of hell will be you'll remember. You're lost this morning. You're lost this morning. And don't know Christ. But kids, are you listening? Are you listening? In hell, if you're lost, you will remember this sermon in its entirety. You will remember. That lust, that desire that keeps you from God That lust for materialism and more and more and more. You'll have that same lust in hell forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. ever. If you're a drunk, you'll have that desire for alcohol forever and ever and ever. For a dog that has uh, pornography for anything, you'll have that same desire in hell forever. Son, remember. Remember. You will remember opportunity when God slipped in beside you on a church pew and said I'm talking to you today you'll remember you will remember I believe he remembered all the parties I believe he remembered all the alcohol that flowed I believe he also remembered every time he drove by this beggar and did nothing he remembered. Death doesn't destroy memory. Death cannot destroy a destiny. For there is a great gulf which separates the damned from the blessed. And it's fixed. And when Jesus rose that third and glorious day and exited out to heaven... He took paradise with him. And the gulf, the gulf is greater now than it's ever been. It's greater. May I say it's always been fixed. I don't know. if I know people will say, I died and come back. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Might have had too many onions not before anyway. This Roman Catholic doctrine of purgatory, of you dying and going to a place. No, 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 no. That's a lie. That's a lie. They were separated in life. They were separated in death. And now they're separated in their choices they made. Both the rich man and Elijah were conscious one another, once being comforted in the other in suffering torment. I want to close this morning though with a thought. I read it read in this passage. I find, as a rich man, he's in his immaculate carriage, team of beautiful horses drawing it. As he slows down for the rider to open the gate, Sir, I pray thee, I pray thee, you got some crumbs today? Have you got some crumbs today? And I hear the rich man say, Hi, old man, what are you praying for? That praying's not helping you. Praying's a waste of time. Why are you praying for it? But I find now, now, he's praying. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, thou will send him to my father's house. She he didn't believe in praying. That's a waste of time. That's foolishness. Who's got time for that? I'm going to make money. I'm going to buy stuff. Who's got time to pray? That's a waste of time. But now, now, he's praying. He believes in praying. I hear him as he stops at this gate. And Lazarus said, sir, Can I tell you about a man I met? His name was Jesus. And he changed my life. I tell you, it's just, just amazing what Jesus did for me. And I hear the rest of the man, don't preach to me! Who do you think you're talking to? I don't need your preaching! I'm sick of your preaching! Don't preach to me! Just shut up! I don't hear! I don't hear your preaching. But now, but now he believes in preaching. How you know? Listen what he says. Five, five brethren, that he may testify to them that they also come to this place to me. He said, send Lazarus. Tell him to preach to him. He said, tell them, tell them, tell them not to come to this place of torment. He said, tell them, preach, send Lazarus to preach, to preach, to preach. Hang on. I'm sick of you preaching to me, preacher. Hang on. I ain't going to be around that many more years. But there'll be a place you're going to want preaching. I can't believe. I always want us to support missionaries. I don't want to support missionaries. I hate me. What? It's just taking our money. Oh, the rich man believes mission-minded. I got five brothers. What, you reckon what those five brothers are doing? Let me tell you what those five brothers are doing. They're up right at his house dividing up his stuff. I, I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've been in trouble before. I, I, don't, I don't understand people that serve God all their life, live for God all their life, and at the end of their life leave all their stuff to a bunch of reprobate younguns that could care less about God. I... I, I struggle with that. I don't, I, it don't make sense to me. Now I'm just talking about me. It don't make sense to me. Now, I know we are not live in inheritance to our children. But bless God, if they don't love God, hate God, how would you want to do that? But here we find them five brothers are up there. They're dividing his stuff and he's wanting somebody, he's want somebody to go and preach to them. He wants somebody to go tell them. is something? One split second in hell, you'll not want anybody to be there with you. By the time I get to hell, we're going to have a party. No, you're not. You're going to would to God nobody was there with you. Notice with me, not only that, but now he believes. Abraham saith unto him, "There are Moses and prophets; let them hear them." Listen to what he says. He says, "Yeah, but Abraham, Abraham, it won't come from the dead. They would believe. No, they won't. There was another Lazarus." They had been dead four days. They said he's thinking. Roll the stone away. Lazarus, come forth. He came forth. And what did they do? They said, We're going to kill him. Yeah. Threatening the man that's already been dead. We're going to kill him. Along with Jesus. They did not believe. But he said, if you perform a miracle, thou believe. No, Abraham said, Are you listening? If they won't believe that preacher, a prophet. They're not going to believe the one rose from the dead. This morning, we brought back to life somebody you wouldn't believe if you won't listen to this preacher. You're lost this morning, you need to be saved. You're lost this morning, you need to be saved. Where are you in this story? Well, I'm young. I got plenty of time. Ask an 18 year old last week how much time he had. He's in heaven or he's in hell. I pray he's in heaven. By all accounts of what I've been told, he's in hell. and He'll be there forever. I made a visit this week, me and Ronnie. And a woman asked me a question. She said... Her sister is very sick. And she is. And please don't, don't boot me out. I don't, I don't make a lot of her being sick. God forbid I'd do that. I just love this lady and I I don't want her sick. She said, I'm mad. I said, what you mad about? She said, she's lived for God all her life and now she's sick. And I thought of this sermon. That doesn't make sense to me. Until I got to thinking, there's going to be a day she's going to close her eyes for the last time and breathe her last breath. And I believe this woman loves the Lord. And when she does that, I believe angels are going to carry you into heaven. And that's where it's going to be forever. You see, this life is so temporary. We're here for just a moment. James said it's like a vapor. It's here for a moment. Then it vanisheth away. The older I get, well, this this vapor's going fast. How many of you say amen to that? It's going fast. Well, just Temporary. It is temporary. But what we do for Jesus, we know Him and serve Him and love Him. We're merciful and goodbye. We look around and we, we live for Him and do what we can for His glory. May I say one day, we'll find them treasures over on the other side. Either you're laying up treasures here or you're laying them up on the other side. We'll find out one day, just like Lazarus, It'll all be worth it. This morning, are you saved? I'm just, this time we got graveyard honest about this thing. Life's too short. Life's too short to play with this thing of salvation, hoping and thinking and maybe so, guess so. No, no, no. You better know so. You better know beyond a shadow of doubt Jesus Christ is Savior. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed never every eye closed. No one looking around but me and the